Trash Can presents the truth behind Harry Potter, the real reason that Voldemort hates the Potter family. You're a wizard, Harry. But please, Hagrid, why does Lord Voldemort hate me? I'll tell you why. Happened years ago, Diagon Alley. We were in there playing cards. Me, Voldemort. That rat-faced guy was there with me. I never remember that guy's name, but he was there. And we were sitting there, we were playing cards. And James Potter, he threw down ace. He thought he had me. But I had two aces. Threw it down. He lost his house. He lost his wand. He lost everything. But he wouldn't give it to me. He said I cheated. I couldn't say nothing because we were in the middle of public. So what ended up happening? I waited till that night. Then I went in there. That's what I did what I did. And I put the mark on that boy's head. Make sure everybody knows. Get Voldemort and his money. I don't understand why everybody's mad. Ron Weasley! Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, buddy, we're on episode 11, man. It's great. We're already in the month of February. Man, here's the thing I don't understand. Why is February the shortest month when they could literally take two days from like a, or sorry, one day from two months that have 31 days in it and just add it and call it good? You know what I mean? February would have 30 days and there would be two months that didn't have 31. Yeah. Why do they do that? I, I really don't know why they did that. But then again, a lot of things don't make a lot of sense to me, like daylight savings time and stuff like that, why we go back and forth several hours and things like that. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, hey, um, I think a lot of things we're doing for tradition's sake, you know. But this isn't what fries my donuts just yet. Yeah, this isn't the Joe Rogan podcast where we talk about low-carb butter for three hours. Just kidding. But, hey. If you're brand new to the Donut Box podcast, welcome. Welcome to all of our listeners in Asia, in Ireland. Where, where are some of the people that listen in the States? Oh, man. So we got Iowa. Kansas is a big one. Virginia, Oregon, uh, Washington State. I know, I mean, we got a lot of folks. New Jersey's been really big. There's also Florida's been really big. Shout out Daytona. I mean, hey, we got we got plenty of listeners, and of course, we got our mainstays of Texas and Georgia, and um, I mean, those guys have been a one, and I mean, a lot of folks. Uh, I mean, Virginia's definitely been a one. I could tell you that, and then around the world, definitely Brussels as well. They've been day one, a one since day one, man. Well, if you are a brand new listener, welcome to the Donut Box Podcast, and we are going to jump into our first segment, which is our old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Now, if you have heard me and Micah tell these stories, if you've been with us from day one, you will have caught on that we grew up in church. We spent a lot of time at church, and we had almost every single volunteer position you could even imagine, uh, from kids to working the tag team to working in youth to working like everywhere. And we got recruited to be ushers one day. And if you don't know what an usher is in a church setting, an usher is someone that number one passes the money plate. They don't pass money plates anymore since COVID, but it passes the money plate so that people can put their money in for the church. And then also too, they help escort people to their seats and they're almost kind of like security. So if you have a disruptive person, then the ushers ask someone to kindly leave. Now, we got recruited to be ushers, and you want to tell them a little bit about how we got recruited to be ushers? They were always so short-staffed. So typical you know, church environment, I'll be 100% honest, ushers are normally taken up by kind of uh, 
yeah, I would say probably middle aged to older guys. And, you know, it's kind of hard to get on that list and be a part of this. But, I mean, this was kind of a larger church, and we had multiple services and things like that. And so it was, you know, they were trying to find people where they could. Now, the way that this church was laid out, it was a little interesting, I would say. Um, There was two balconies, but, you know, a lot of churches, the balconies are on the backside of the church, kind of you know, like a theater, kind of free-flowing downwards. These were on the side, almost like boxes, if you will. And so where we started off, uh, probably because we were what, like I would say 15 or 16 when they asked us to do that, or were we younger than that? We were older. It was 16, 17 for sure. Well, they they asked us to, you know, to usher because we dressed decent (laughs) and um, decent enough to go up to the skybox, I guess, if you will, but the, the top-level box and usher. Now, I will say this. It was dark, and I'll be 100% honest. We did not get any formal training. Do you remember any formal training, Chris? It was just like, hey, we've observed this for years. We're just replicating what we see. That's exact, That's essentially what I did. Well, literally, the only reason why we got picked out is because we used to wear sport jackets with our, like, jeans and our boots and our cowboy hats and like that was one of the bolo ties and bolo ties and that was one of the criteria for being an usher was you had to wear a sports jacket it's okay if you wore jeans but you had to wear a sports jacket and yeah they threw us up in those balconies uh i didn't get any training either i just remember us being like oh yeah you just go up there you pass the the bags or the plate and then once you're done you walk all the way to the back of the church and that's where they count the money um, I remember, and I, I remember only one time I got moved to the main floor. I think they were so short staffed. I got moved to the main floor one time. And I remember being like, don't screw this up. Don't screw this up because everybody can see you on the main floor at balcony. Not that many people could see you, but anyways, I'll let you continue the story. Yeah. I, I digress. There. I think, I think you and I both got pulled to the main floor that day. Cause I remember doing that just once it was kind of that side section and, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, like Chris said, there's you know no pressure. You know everybody can see you. Everybody, you know balconies. Everybody can see you. So uh, you don't want to miss a row because like that was the big thing for me was like don't you miss a row? Don't miss a row. Like people notice that stuff weirdly enough as an usher and they will point it out. Um, I'll, and then I gotta digress. One other thing, man, before we keep going. But here's something else I remembered. So one time we walked back there, and we walked back there too quick, and it was because sometimes the balconies were empty, right? You know, there wasn't a whole lot of people in there. And so, you know, we would collect everything real quick, then we'd come down there. Oh, my gosh, I remember. And these guys were typically nice. Like, we grew up with these guys. These were our friends' dads, essentially, and just people we knew in the church for, like, a long period of time. Oh, man, I remember just getting reamed for about five minutes of why you don't walk back there with money before everybody else gets back there. And Yeah, I remember, I don't know, in my mind, and it I, I promise you it wasn't this way, but every time we went back there, I swear it was like a, like a scene out of like a mobster movie where they're back there. And when you go back there, you dump the bag out and then you have to sort the money and then sort the checks and then sort. Uh, like the visitor cards. I remember it was just like all this movement and all this like, it wasn't money changing hands, but like all this stuff was going on. It was busy and all of them are back there laughing. I mean, to make it 
more like a mafia movie, they had to have been smoking cigars. But they're just laughing and busting each other's chops. And so. And to make it a little bit more, even so as well, I remember so they had a head usher, you know, the, the main guy there. And I remember, you know, he had this piece of paper. And essentially, you know, you would count your own end, essentially. Yes, you would sort it, but you counted your own end. And at the end, just like, you know, you do at a board game at a family member's house, it's like at the end, you got to say your final score kind of deal. And so that made it feel even more a little mobstery because it's just like, oh, man, our section only got this much this week. And weirdly enough, um, maybe this was in my own head, but they would look at you kind of funny if the money was a little light. Anyways. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like, oh yeah, you guys get the you guys get the crappy real estate. We're gonna give you the crappy real estate. But yeah, I I remember that man. But uh, we actually had to escort somebody out, didn't we? One time, Micah, didn't we? Yes, we did. So um, here's here's what what went down. And if anybody knows, you know, church violence is not a funny thing. But I remember there was this guy one time, and it was right after an event happened. So, like, an event at another church, and essentially something bad happened, and people were hurt and injured and things like that. So we had this usher meeting, because, like Chris said, we have to be security, and it was like, okay, we got to watch for people like this, you know, and things like that. So this guy um, starts walking towards the stage while the pastor's talking with a box, and he's, like, hollering something. And so, of course, naturally, Chris and I are like, oh, shoot, (laughs) we got a problem. So we like, so where we were at, we, we like, there was a set of stairs that kind of made you right straight towards the stage. Like, I mean, you could run down these stairs and get right to the stage. So we got down there and we like got this. And you got to think like, we knew this guy, like we knew this guy, but we didn't know what the heck was going on. All we knew is he had a box and he was shouting something. You want, you want to tell him the rest of the story, Chris, about what happened? I remember us like about, we're all like, rushing to the front all and everybody was on the swivel like their heads were on the swivel like what the heck is this guy doing well apparently the pastor was using this guy as an object lesson and neglected to tell the ushers you know they didn't quite tell us until we had the guy out the door like i mean we it was one of these things to where you know, we had kind of more or less restrained the guy, and we were <laughs> taking him out. And, of course, you know, we were – it's one of those procedures of, like, we're going to call the police, and we're going to figure out what's going on. Like, you know, take detain him, ask questions later kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, well, hey, it was all for the service. little awkward because then you have to see that guy um, – and be nice to that guy after all that happened. I very much didn't like that guy anyway. He's the, he was the type of guy, you know, during the meet and greet time where the pastor's like, hey, shake somebody's hand next to you. This guy would be all across the room and he would have his hand out and walk all the way across the room, right? And he'd see you. He would like deadlock. His eyes would lock on you. And you'd be like, oh, crap. Here comes Joey. That's not his name. But he'd be like, here comes Joey. And he'd be like, hey. How you doing? He like beeline for you. And you're like, oh, crap. Here comes Joe. He's going to shake my hand. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. And he always had those Christian Christianism lines. You know what I mean? It's like, how, how are you doing today? It's just like, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored, brother. And it's just like, yeah. Okay. But yeah, that was the time we were ushers, man. I think out of all the jobs, minus the uh, tech team job where we got to goof around in the back and not really 
pay attention to service. I think ushering was probably one of my favorite jobs. I felt important. Yeah, it absolutely was a good job. But I do remember that, um, you know, we actually, do you remember how we got out of it? No, I don't remember. We used the tech team. We used the tech team to end up getting out of it because we were like, yeah, so we have to go into the back. That's when we started doing, um, we figured out that, so we only thought at one point that you can go back there and work the tech team in the back room during the later service. Then we figured out it was the early service. And so we were just like, oh, we're just too busy to usher this week. And I think more or less it was because, um, if you've heard from previous episodes, uh, we wanted to go to certain restaurants <laughs> instead. Yeah, cool deal, man. Well, we're going to segue into our next segment, which is the Jelly Donut. And that's our jail report. Micah, what do you got for us? Oh, we got some interesting things here. So <sighs> this person was arrested and facing five years in prison for reading his wife's emails, which, by the way, if you don't know, these things are illegal. Yes, they are. He wanted to determine if his wife was cheating on him. So unbeknownst to him, it's, it is illegal. Uh, it constitutes his identity theft in some places it really depends on whatever law uh whatever state you're in but in his state it was uh identity theft and despite you know despite his reasoning and everything like that he was prosecuted as if he was a hacker so he still ended up going to jail for that all because he wanted to figure out hey are you cheating on me is does the same rule apply to text messages or is it only emails if i remember correctly it is both like, it's any sort of electronic message, I think, is the verbiage. So, if you read somebody else's text messages without their permission, then you can go to jail for up to five years, depending on the state? That's crazy. Pretty much, yeah. Wow, man. I know that's, like, a big thing. Uh, a lot of people do that, and, you know, different strokes for different folks, but I'm like, wow, you could actually go to jail for that. But, I mean... Yeah. I understand the, I understand the guy, though, man. If he has the... If he has the feeling that something's happened, and I understand his curiosity, him wanting to do something about it, I get it. It's not the best way. Now, there there are some states that I know of that they do, you know, they do take those things into account. And if it does end up finding out like, hey, you know, if they were end up cheating, like the partner was actively cheating or something like that, then it could be... Um, deemed as like they actually had probable cause or like there could be something along those lines to where they the person could be deemed like hey probable cause because essentially it could be you know marriage is a contract right so if something like that's going on that's technically proof of a breach of contract and you're just trying to get that proof at that point so but in whatever state he was in didn't didn't work or you could just hire cheaters and then find out on national television whether or not i love that show it's so great but anyways keep going yeah cheaters is great um okay so this one happened actually at the austin airport so this one's this one's pretty interesting so this lady was arrested at the austin airport because she refused to let airport security pat her down so she refused to a pat down and she specified like, "Hey, I, I don't want certain body parts touched during this the, during this pat down," um, and apparently they said, "Well, we're not going to be able to accommodate those sort of things," said the TSA agent, and so she refused. And so when that happened, uh, apparently uh, TSA got mad, and she was 
and this is the what the report said. She was forced to the ground and handcuffed. Wow. Yeah. They're going to search you one way or the other, man, whether with your consent or without your consent. It's going to happen. Sad to say, but it's going to happen. Yeah, you just you just need to be chill with TSA, as bad as that is to say. Um, but you know, I wish it was a little better. But I thought that was I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, so, and then as footage and things happened, she actually sued the city of, or I wouldn't say I don't know if it's the city, whoever owns um, the Austin Airport, um, because at one point she said she was dragged. So is this lawsuit uh, pending, or did she win it or get money, or do you know? Doesn't say. I'm assuming it's pending because it it seems like a rather new new story there. But I mean that's pretty nuts. They they done dragged her out the airport too. Yeah, man, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, TSA will get you, man. Whether they whether you want them to or not, they will. Especially if you make them mad. If you say something, ooh, yeah, that's real bad. Anyway, so um, this was back from 2010. Uh, a Milwaukee man, and funny enough, um, he's got the same name as an NBA basketball star. But he was fined $500, and he was spent 60 days in jail for disorderly conduct after he swore on a bus. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard some of those um, stories, or we did one similar to it, but yeah. So he used two four-letter words, one starting with F and that one with an S. And basically there was an undercover police officer that overheard him, and when the other undercover police officer heard him, the officer ordered him off the bus. Well, of course, the guy didn't know who this guy was. He was just like, who are you to tell me to get off the bus? And so <laughs> he ended up getting arrested because for resisting arrest sounds like a power trip to me man it's like oh yeah or that cop was having a really bad day it was like yeah you don't cuss don't say that and then it's like bro who the heck are you or he said who the bleep are you <laughs> and then cussed at him again <laughs> and then uh yeah then it was like all right you're getting arrested man that's that's something stupid to get arrested for yeah heck yeah so um the comment from the sheriff's department explained that they have a zero tolerance policy in regards to distorted behavior on buses and it was an issue of quality of life for the area's citizens i don't know how much i believe that i think they're just trying to protect one of their own but that's just my opinion on it man like if the guy was like cussing up a storm and uh, just using every word and being belligerent then yeah i get that but if he just said a couple cuss words and then the cop arrested him then that's a little much, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and also context is key. We really don't have what context he was saying to men, but at the same time, it doesn't sound that big of a deal. And uh, we all have our stories of getting in trouble in school, but um, a 12-year-old junior high kid or middle school kid uh, was arrested for writing on her desk. Oh, yeah, I think we've done something similar to that. Yeah, I, I remember that story, or I've read a story like that. Yeah, that's messed up. So, literally, apparently, she had three going. And, I mean, hey, I've been in school. I've carved things. And, I mean, listen, I was a classic carver. I was, I was carving all up in this stuff. And the deal is, bad as it is, you're so bored, it's kind of like a project, right? Like, I almost understand it. She had, like, three different things, and that's what they were saying was it was destruction of public property because, essentially, she ruined the desk because there was three big carvings or writings in this desk. That's nuts, man. I can't believe people would go so far as to do that. Do you want to tell them the story about how you got in trouble for yelling something at a 
at a mock jury. You want to tell them that or do you want to say that for another time? I'll, I'll say the condensed version and we can go into it another time. But I was uh, at in elementary school and I'll just put it this way. My elementary school was very, very um, conservative and they really did not like anything outside of the norm. So we had this assembly where these high school students were putting on this play about anti-bullying. And it was something about a courtroom and it was, you know... Um, some sort of like mock case and you know they were saying should we sentence this person and it was talking about sentencing this bully bully are they guilty are they not also being the religious child that i was and having the access to certain media that i did i had just recently watched passion of the christ so i was very aware of what happened to uh to jesus or at least what it says in the bible happened to jesus or according to mel gibson what happened to jesus and so I go to school at this play, and they're asking, guilty or not guilty? I stand up and yell, give, me, give us Barabbas. They didn't like that. That's what I got hauled out of a, uh, assembly. I thought it was pretty good. So, yeah, that's, that's the story there of the assembly. Awesome, man. Well, do you got any more stories for us on the jail report? No, nah, that was pretty much it, man. We can, uh, that was pretty much it. But crazy stuff, though. It's today we went for more of the well, you got arrested for doing nothing pretty much. Yeah, those that's dumb stuff, man, to get arrested for most of that stuff. Well, cool deal, man. We're gonna jump into our donut hole. And Micah, what do you got for us on the donut hole? So we're gonna play a game and it's a little bit different. So we haven't done anything like this. This is more just asking you random questions and why. And what it's gonna be is this or that. Okay. And then it's going to be like, is it going to be like, would you rather do this or do that? Essentially. Okay. And remember, this is supposed to be like in a perfect world or, you know, money's not an object or, you know, you could do whatever essentially. Right. The first one is a softball question. I know it, but the crowd does not know it. I'm sure. But if you were in a store or you're getting anything records wise, would you rather it be in paper form or digital form? Oh, paper form all the way, dude. I don't trust technology. I mean, I do, but I would rather get like, you're talking about like a receipt. Like if I'm at the store, yeah, a receipt, a receipt, a plane ticket, like anything you can get digitally, like even putting your cards on your phone to where you could like do tap to pay. Like, would you rather have the physical form of it or would you rather have, you know, that digital? Yeah, I'm I'm an old school guy and I know y'all are going to like shake your head at me, but I still have to print my boarding pass. Like I have to do that. I can't do it on my phone. I can't like anytime I get a receipt or anything. I need to have it like in paper form because like I want to know that I have it because I I just feel like technology will glitch or fail or something, man. I got to have the paper form, dude. I really do. It's it's fair. It's fair. I mean, because uh, for instance, you know, getting on a plane with your, you know, boarding pass, it might sound like not much like, oh, I could just have it on my phone, which having it on your phone's cool. You know, having your paper ticket, say the digital option goes down and you can't get that QR code to scan in, hey, you still have your paper ticket to where you can get on the plane and you're not one of the few that they're sorting out, right? Because trust me, when airlines are having to sort stuff out, you don't want to be one of the people they're having to sort with. Exactly. With With receipts and stuff, like even if I pay my rent through check, like I'll take a picture of the check and then I'll make them give me a receipt. Because I'm all about the, you know, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. So if they're like, oh, yeah, you never gave us this. And I'm like, no, because I got this receipt and this receipt and this receipt. So I'm old school, bro. I got to have paper. I definitely understand that. All right. So the next thing, 
Would you rather have, if you had to be in some sort of competition, would it be an intellectual competition, like a debate or some sort of, um, you know, something like that, or physical, like, you know, basketball, football, something like that? Would you rather... That's interesting because I'm not, like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm bad, but I feel like I'm mediocre at both. So, like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm dumb or anything, but, like, I'm smart, but, like, in certain things. So if it comes to a debate or something, I'm a very passive person. So I know that I'm just going to be like, all right, you win. But like for a physical competition, I, I'm the type that's not going to give up. But also, I'm not the most athletic person either. So I guess I would say an intellectual competition, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of like torn between the two. I'll throw, a, I'll throw a wrench in it. Okay. Instead of intellectual competition, so like what about... <laughs> How do I put this? Uh, virtual competition, so like video game. So if I said physical or video game, so like if I if I said Chris, we're gonna play football or we're gonna play Madden. I would play physical all day because uh, I'm not that great. At, I'm mediocre at video games. I'm all right. I'm all right at it. Michael will tell you uh, I'm not that good at Madden. I'm good at NFL Blitz though. I'm good at that. Beat you at NFL Blitz a lot. So, or it's probably a tie. I love NFL Blitz. All right, so in school, uh, subject-wise, math or history? Oh, history, all day. You already know this. I'm a history guy. I love history about a lot of things. Um, I did very well in American history, and when not to brag or nothing, but when I got took my AP exam, I got a five, which is the highest score you can get. So I'm really big about history. And those AP exams ain't, ain't easy. So, okay, math or science? I would have to say math. Science, I'm not. Science is like my worst subject, to be honest with you. I get you. So uh, this one's kind of a broader scope, different thing. Even or odd? Even, dude. I'm an even guy all the way. There's something about evens. I don't know if it's my OCD, but I have to have evens. Unless it's in multiples of five. I get that. I, dude, I'm the exact same way. I don't know. Maybe some bad upbringing. I don't know. I already know this, but this is this for the fans out there. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. I hate Xbox. Why do I hate Xbox, you may ask? Because of the bulky controllers. And because you can recharge a PlayStation controller. You have to put batteries into an Xbox controller. I just think PlayStation is better. It's more user-friendly, I think. I, I like both. I mean, I grew up on Xbox, and so it's just like, eh. To me, they, they both have their advantages. So here's the next question. You're going to sit down at a restaurant. You're going to have the best Mexican food of your life, or would you have the best burger and fries of your life? I feel like the best Mexican food of my life is not at a restaurant. It's at a person's house. So I, I think I'm going to go with burgers and fries. And cherry pies because it was That's simple and good back true, then. But yeah, for sure. Walking in the city. No, I'm just kidding. That's a Cal Smith song. If y'all don't know what that is, burgers and fries <laughs> and cherry pies. Uh, yeah, burgers <laughs> and fries and cherry pies because the best Mexican food is at a person's house with somebody's grandma that makes it, not at a restaurant. Yeah, you're probably right there. Um, I already know this one, but this is for the fans here. Flying or driving? So, like, if you had the option and it's like you have to go back home right now, you going to fly or you going to drive? Oh, I'm going to fly, dude. I I don't mind car trips. They're fine. But, like, I just hate taking forever to get there. I'm, I love flying, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, I like flying, too. Okay, so you're a big movie guy. Alamo Drafthouse or a regular theater? Here's the thing with Alamo Drafthouse. Alamo Drafthouse is fine. 
And for those of y'all that don't know what Alamo Draft House is, it's basic. It's kind of like an AMC a little bit, where you go there and you have the menu and you can order like a full meal there. Um, and it's it's okay. Uh, Alamo Draft House has good like classic movies that they play. Their food is subpar. I will say that. So to be honest with you, and it's expensive. it is expensive. So to be honest with you, I would rather just go to a regular movie theater. Yeah, I feel like, uh, don't get me wrong, Alamo Draft House is a cool experience if you want to go f- see it and, you know, once a couple times, but at the same time, I think it's really overrated and overpriced for what it is, but uh, that's coming from a guy that doesn't even go to regular theaters either, so <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Okay, um, you're going on vacation, Chris. Mountains or the beach? Uh, you already know I'm going to the mountains because your boy Chris is not that big of a fan of water. It's not that I'm afraid of water. I just don't like, number one, if I can't see the bottom of it, I don't really want to swim in it. There's too much stuff in the ocean that just be bumping at you. Sand gets everywhere. Y'all know them tides be getting you. Don't like it. Mountains all the way. Ocean, what most people don't understand, everything is trying to kill everything else. Like, it's a, it's one big, you know, deal of everybody trying to kill each other. So, that's interesting. All right, a few more here. So, you got a nice dinner coming up, uh, but you have freedom of dress code. Like, you can dress up, you can dress down. Are you going to be wearing that suit? You're going to be wearing something kind of in between, like business casual, or are you going to be going casual? How casual are we talking? Casual for you. So, like jeans and like a nice shirt, like uh, a nice t shirt or a button down? Uh, for me, most of the time, if I go anywhere, and this is just kind of the Texas way, if I'm going somewhere, it's usually like a nice jeans, nice button up, nice boots, maybe a vest, hat. But I do like dressing up. I just don't like how uncomfortable it is. So I do like looking nice, but for me, I'm pretty laid back. So it's going to be probably casual. I get you. All right, a couple more here. So you're a wrestling fan, and uh, you've done an extensive dive into history of wrestling and things like that. If you had to choose between the WWE and its present state or the WWF, what would you say? Like WWE in 2023? Versus the WWF? Yeah. Oh, WWF all the way, because you got great people like Shawn Michaels, you got uh, Eddie Guerrero, you got all those guys. Uh, Vader, just kidding. Vader's not that great. But you got Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, you got all those guys uh, in WWF. WWE in, what would you say is its um, best time here? Uh, Definitely the uh, Attitude Era. That would definitely be its best era. Okay, so... Between, would you still pick WWF in that era of WWE in comparison? Yeah, I still would. WWE right now is not bad. It's just very um, cartoony, and it's it's more for kids. I would say that. Like, it's very family friendly. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. I get you. All right, last one here. So, would you rather, if you're gonna go see a um, something, you know, one of the wonders of the world? It's not like an official wonder of the world, but. Uh, would you rather go see the Grand Canyon or go to see the Northern Lights? Grand Canyon. Never been to the Grand Canyon. Uh, Northern Lights might be cool, though, but I would have to say Grand Canyon. All right, man. Well, hey, see, I like that game. That's a pretty cool game where it's just like, would you rather do this or this? And uh, everybody, you know, it's interesting. What I find interesting about people is everybody has their own reasoning, right? There's always little reasons that make up, okay, here's why I've, I'm an even guy. Like, you know what? 
Chris said a reason that it, you know, I've never thought of it that way, but I'm exactly the same way. So, but we are going to move to our next segment, which is what fries my donuts. And Chris, I got to ask you the question: what's what's got the temperature kicked up, my friend? What's frying them donuts? Oh boy! Uh, and I'll try to keep this short because I could go on about this forever. But here's the thing: and I don't hate kids. I'm a kids pastor. I don't hate kids. Okay, so hear me on that. I don't hate teachers, so hear me on that. Teachers, I love and respect what you do. But y'all don't ever go to school no more. I'm telling y'all, y'all be out for every freaking day. We used to, uh, and growing up, and that wasn't that long ago for me, maybe 10, 15 years ago, we would have a day off of school like once a month, right? Now, it's every two weeks. There's student holidays. There's this. There's that. There's uh, uh, teacher work day, bro. Like y'all don't go to school anymore. Like I feel like it was kind of that way, like before COVID. But ever since COVID and after, man, and they don't go to school for nothing, bro. Like just this week here in Texas, uh, we've had like bad ice storms, and your area has been hit a little bit harder than us. But like they canceled school on Monday, and it just because it might snow. Keyword might snow. It didn't snow. It didn't even freezing rain. It was just cold. The I the roads weren't that icy. Like it, and they canceled school. And I'm like, for real? Are you serious? Y'all canceling school for this? Like, come on now. I can't be the only one. No, 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 no. Because I'll tell you this much. You know, I lived in that same town that he's talking about, and I went to a year of high school. You know what I mean? And this is what I remember. It snowed a decent amount, as it does up there. And I'm talking like bad snows. Like I'm talking it would rain first, then it would freeze to where you would have like a layer of ice underneath it. Then it would snow like six inches on top of it. And, you know, we had some snow days here and there when it would get like really bad, like over six inches. But then there was there was a day where I was talking about where it was literally there was a layer of ice, an inch thick, and over six inches of snow on top of it. But then they said, nah, we're going to just delay school for two hours. And they made us come to school in that. Like, I'm talking like, we needed like chains on the tires to get there because it was so bad. And there was wrecks everywhere. Because, I mean, the whole road was iced over on the bottom of it. You can't see it even more because it's, you know, it's way up eight inches on your truck. And you had to get a truck. There's no way you're going to make it without a truck. And so the thing was, you know, and I remember being all mad at the principal and she's like, listen, you know, unless you want to stay extra for school, like extra days on the back end, like we we would have to come to school these days. What happened to all that? Because, I mean, my thing is like, I'm not I'm not saying like, oh, man, like force it to come. But we were forced to come in on some pretty bad days where probably we could have been like yeah stay home because it's pretty dangerous yeah i don't know i do know that they are making those days up i will say that but at the same time i'm like bro y'all like y'all don't ever go to school anymore like it's like every and i every time i'm out like on a friday or on a monday when i go to lunch or wednesday i see kids everywhere and i'm like are y'all not in school and then this is my last thing and i'll get off of it teachers i love you y'all go to school with them kids for eight hours a day five days a week and, but here's the thing. I don't want y'all to be complaining when y'all are all like, well, people get mad at me because I uh, or say, oh, well, you get two months off. And it's like, you don't have to deal with what I deal with. Have you ever heard teachers complain that other people complain that they get two months off? They're the only profession 
that gets two months out of the year off. Paid. Two months out of the year off. Paid. No other profession does that. And I get it. You have to be with kids for eight hours a day. But it's not like you didn't know that going into it. You went to school for this. You signed up for this. Don't complain. Oh, well, my summer break's over. Or, oh, I just want a snow day so I can have a break from the kids. What? You're the, literally the only one that gets off for literally everything. The only people that have more holidays than you are the post office. Yeah, the feds in general. They got every holiday, every every Jewish holiday and everything. Not that Jewish holidays are bad. I, I wish I wish I had all the Jewish holidays off, man. They got a lot of holidays. I look Jewish enough. I could maybe pass. So, uh, But yeah, I think we're going to segue into our Mystery Donut, which is our improv segment. And we're going to play a game. So we're going to play our fortunately unfortunately game uh, i think we got two scenarios i got one if you want to take a shot at it yeah I'm, I'm ready to take a stab what is it since it is the beautiful miracle of the tax season is upon us uh for some of us uh we can do tax season fortunately unfortunately for tax season so uh do you want to start start or do you want me to start um i'll start okay Fortunately, I have a lot of write-offs from last year, so I should get a good return. Unfortunately, because you have so many write-offs, you can't file with TurboTax for free anymore. Fortunately, I got a bonus from work last year as well, so I can afford to get the premium TurboTax. Unfortunately, your Medicare benefits ran out. You don't have health insurance, so now you're going to be penalized on your taxes. Fortunately, there was a clerical error because I don't have Medicare and I have insurance through my company. So I sent the I sent the proof back and now there's no problem. Unfortunately, you're gonna have to go to Jackson Hewitt to get one of those prepaid cards for your tax refund. Fortunately, I'm not going to Jackson Hewitt because, like I said, I got my bonus. So I'm going to go over to somewhere like H&R Block. Unfortunately, you're going to get penalized because the person that did your taxes, it's their first day and they're incompetent. Okay, you got me. I don't know where to go from there. All right. Do you have a scenario for this next one? At train station. At a train Who? What is this, 1895? Who rides a train anymore? <laughs> Bro, so, okay, I don't know where that came from, but I will say this. I was downtown not too long ago in the town that I'm in, and um, did you know they actually have an Amtrak station down here that literally goes all through Texas? I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought that would be kind of cool. Um, I, I mean, I've never, I've ridden a train like twice, but uh, I think that'd be kind of cool to take a tour of Texas through by train. But anyway. Okay, at the yeah, train, station, train station, that's fine. All right, I'll start. Fortunately, we got here 30 minutes early, so we should have plenty of time to get on the right train. Unfortunately, they uncoupled two of the wrong cars, so now we have to wait for another train to come in as a replacement. Fortunately, it's not 1895, and we're taking an Amtrak, which will go really quickly. Unfortunately, the locomotive broke down in the middle of the Texas wilderness. Fortunately, they have a backup train, and this train is serving us lunch. Unfortunately, they forgot to warn all the other folks on the other end of the track with the signal. So now you have two tra or two trains barreling down in the same direction towards you. Fortunately, my cousin works for Delta Airlines as a baggage handler, and can she can get us tickets for free. Unfortunately... You didn't jump in time, and the trains, they smashed yours, and well, 
you might be dead. Okay, that was a pretty brutal ending to the to that. Oh no, you you could have kept going. I was gonna go into spiritual realm and all this other stuff, but go ahead. Okay, well I guess we're gonna <laughs> jump into our positive advice. We need some positive advice after that scenario. But it's uh, your turn to go first, man, so I'm gonna let you go first. My positive advice for the week is don't be a buzzkill, because no one likes a buzzkill. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> my eclair for this week, just because there's not tangible results yet doesn't mean it's not working. So a lot of us are trying new things, especially for the new year, trying to make ourselves better in certain ways. And it can be hard sometimes because we're very result-driven people. Human nature really thrives on results. We thrive on things that we can see. We thrive on things that we can hold in our hand and say, hey, this is uh, this is working and yes, we're moving forward. But a lot of the times, be 100% honest with you, you don't see tangible results immediately. And it takes a little while. And anything that is worth it, a lot of time will take a while. So just because you're not seeing those tangible results doesn't mean it doesn't it isn't working. Just trust the process. Keep on keep on doing it and before you know it, you will see the results and I'm sure you'll be really happy with them. Whenever you're planting seeds, the roots have to grow first and it takes a long time for the roots to grow. You can't see them. Doesn't mean nothing's happening. So cool deal, man. Mine is a little bit different. Um, my, my advice is, and I feel like everybody um, should at least have this in your life, is to find a mentor or find someone a uh, little bit older or that has more experience. Maybe it's uh, professionally, maybe it's spiritually, maybe it's emotionally. Um, but just find someone that can help mentor you in some areas because it's always good to have someone that's been there done that got the t-shirt and they can help you navigate um where you're at and help you get through some of the challenges because there are people that have walked in your shoes before and walked through some of the struggles that you have whether it's professionally whether it's personally um and those people can help you right now i'm uh having someone that's helping me professionally and they're gonna start mentoring me and so it's a great thing because i'm like you know what i don't know what i don't know and i need someone to help teach me and teach me the things I don't know so that I can be a better person, I can be a better leader, and I can be a better uh, man as well. So just find someone that can help mentor you. It doesn't have to be like they be all up in your Kool-Aid asking you a million questions all the time, but find someone that can help you grow uh, because we're not meant to do this journey alone. So yeah, that's my advice. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Good stuff. Well, we are just about done here. Got a couple of things here. So tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com. You know we got to plug the stuff. Go on over there, check it out. We got all sorts of fun new stuff. Of course, we rebranded a few weeks ago. So go check that out. Um, also, I want to say something too. So as you may have heard, Chris, well, by the time this drops, it'll probably be four or five days since this has happened. But Tom Brady announced his retirement again. And I just wanted to say a few words about it. Take all the time that you need. Tom, you were the football player we love to hate. You were the villain of our time. And, you know, the thing is, Maybe it's, it's a weird, sad day. You. And, you know, the thing is, he could totally Brett Favre it and be like, nah, I'm coming back. But at the same time, it's kind of a weird day for for me as a football fan, an American football fan, because it's like with him retiring, it's like the, the band that you hated for most of my life, pretty much. You know, who, who am I going to hate now as much as I hated that guy? As weird as that sounds. But he was just one of those sports icons. You either loved him or you didn't. And the thing is, um, kind of became a love to hate kind of thing, and that's a 
You were always I don't know. Kind of, kind of weird. Kind of a weird feeling whenever somebody like that retires. Are you finished? Are you done? Yeah. No, I'm done. Did you get that out of your system? <laughs> I did. So Tom. Maybe I. You know. Pour one out. All right. Pour one so, out for the homies. Pour one out for the homie. No, for real though. Tom Brady's been playing for a long, long time. No, I get it, man. Whenever somebody like that retires, it's always kind of a sad day. But I get that, man. But yeah, he's about to get paid with Fox. But yeah, let's take this donut box out to the trash, man. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And you've been listening to the Donut Box Podcast. Yeah, boy. Little things I should have said and done. I just never took the time